When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Rose Ed. And no funny intro this week, not because I'm incredibly hungover after a stag do, but because it's been <laughs> a strange old week in football. Um, all the fixtures cancelled, but we're doing a show anyway. So there's still stuff to talk about. Don't forget, you can get all of our premium content on anotherslice.com forward slash Rose Ed football. <laughs> Sorry, that's Hannah doing a feeding the pony. Um motion. So Hannah, um, you were just saying that that you feel fresh, you didn't drink this weekend. Do you wanna well, I because I was that. working this weekend just to make you feel worse. I feel really f- fresh. Um, but I hosted a charity awards evening on Saturday, and my intention was to get smashed afterwards. But um, we didn't get served the main course until like quarter to midnight <gasps> because the chef what? quit and three members of staff were working to cater for like 170 people. So like, um, if you bought a drink at the main bar in the room where we were hosting this awards um, it was 28 quid for a bottle of wine if you went into the other room where there was a staff member consistently there it was 62 quid for the same bottle of wine what people were kicking off and then yeah the chef walked out so I literally had half a bowl of minestrone soup and a bread bun that had been there for like five hours <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards you know and you're like I just don't even want to get drunk I'll just drive us all home <laughs> why did why did the chef quit and um, because they were so understaffed and like I think three tables got served the main course. Like when you know like broccoli that looks like it's been digested and <laughs> out and put on a plate. It like the veg looked like that. <laughs> so nobody like it was really it was bad. Do you not know it was um, for charity? Bloody hell. A bit harsh. Well, yeah, I, I think like people pull the COVID card, don't they? Maybe waitresses are a bit younger. And they just mm. um, don't bother turning up. I don't know. But there was literally three staff members, um, one chef who walked out halfway through. So I never got my lemon posset. <laughs> <laughs> What's a lemon posset? You know, a lemon posset. <laughs> it's uh, like what a little... <laughs> just bear in mind, it's probably being pronounced horribly wrong. <laughs> That's what I'm Googling it now. Right, can I just clarify something as well? Do you say gooseberry or gooseberry? Oh, Gooseberry. <laughs> What? <laughs> because Gosbury, I'd say. Well, how did you, what did you say? Oh, for God's what sake! You, no, what did you, say no, what did you say? Gosbury, Go- gooseberry. 
I say gooseberry. Because <laughs> some people get gooseberry, and I don't Never think that's that. what it. Uh, that's not how I've caught. I've, what know. do you say, go- gooseberry? Well, I try not to say berry because I would say shower and school. So I say gooseberry, but I want to say gooseberry. <laughs> I think it's pousse. Is <laughs> it a pousse? Like pousse? Some lemon pousse. Some lemon please you might love i said that wrong as well um, yeah according to wiktionary it's pousse is it, is it french oh it yeah it's french yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit of posset, lemon posset. It? <laughs> it's posset <laughs> so i was like lemon deposit <laughs> i said to the, the chef before he walked out i was like oh excuse me i was just wondering like i haven't had my main course um but don't worry about it because i don't i'm not bothered about having a fish cake anymore because it's probably not gonna be cooked properly i stuck my finger in it when it came out and it was cold in the middle i was like not for me babes um but i was like i know i haven't got my main course yet but um are the desserts on the way <laughs> and he just walked off <laughs> and i <laughs> did say a lemon posset <laughs> Yeah. Did you, sorry, you stuck your finger in 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 the fish cake in front of him. Yeah, because it was cold. <laughs> can can you reenact like that? Thing, can you, you know reenact that, Hannah? Well, I was like, oh, and then before the wait, the waitress put the plate down, and the chef was there because I want my lemon posset. I just put my finger in it. But what they'd done is just put loads of garlic butter at the bottom, um, like really scented garlic butter. And just that was like addressing a bit of parsley and I think there's some cucumber on it. And I just thought it's just not for me. So I just put my finger in it and I was like, oh, <laughs> can I have my lemon posset instead? <laughs> this sounds, are we allowed to say what charity it is? No, this don't. Like an awful Actually, event. No, don't, because it was a really good event and for such a worthy cause. It wasn't. Like, <laughs> it was for a good cause, but it wasn't it a good was. event. I had to do the <laughs> yeah. auction and everything. I've never done an auction before. It was so much adrenaline. How are we going? Wow, what was your great? style? Well, I was like, right, we're going to start off and I'd do the description of what it was we were going to be putting on the auction. I bought two tickets actually for a box in Leicester with a curry chucked in. <laughs> Buzzing. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> did I tell you that last time we went to this event, Andy's went to the silent auction. So I don't know if you've never done a silent auction before, they display everything at the back of the room. So you don't bid out loud and you just put your... <laughs> <laughs> That's me, <laughs> Joe Miming. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't very good for a podcast. It was so bad for a podcast. <laughs> Gesticulating at each other. Um, so you go to the back of the room and you put um, however much you want to pay for the particular item. And because Andy hadn't done one before, he went as high as he thought was acceptable for each item. There was eight items and we won <laughs> everything. bid on everything. Yeah, we bid on everything. I was oh, so, anything I was so angry. What did you get? Did you get a posset? parts of a british airways aeroplane i was like what the oh. f- are we gonna do with that like what are we actually gonna do it was like we'll put it on the wall it's in a frame i was like that is, i'm not putting a piece of an aeroplane near the front door and people walk in that's where you put pictures of your kids that look like shrek i was like i'm so, not doing that <laughs> so hang on he thought it was the price is right and you had to guess what each item was worth yeah because he was like oh we probably won't win anything but with silent auctions they normally have two or three of each item so we got this picasso print it's awful I mean I don't appreciate artwork to be honest but it looks to me like Bradley's drawn a picture and somebody's said it's a Picasso picture I'm like that's going nowhere so yeah his pictures are all a bit rubbish though aren't they well I don't I don't personally appreciate them if I'm honest but I know a lot of people do and I can't draw for so uh, but yeah so when we're at the auction and Andy's like like that and I'm going 200 pound can I hear a 250 250 over there I was doing it like that were you doing that yeah well, not that, that deep. That sounds quite good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. 
And then Andy was there, hey, a barb shot. And I was like, put your hand down. <laughs> so if, you, if, if you do that at an auction and then you go, actually, <laughs> I've had a look at my online banking. I've decided <laughs> I don't think I can afford it. Can you pull out afterwards? I always pull out. Um, no, I don't, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think you, um, I don't think you can. I mean, I don't know what they do. They might like the bailiffs, not bailiffs, the bouncers would get you. But I don't know. <laughs> you go, I don't want that bit of old plane. I yeah. can't afford it and I don't want it. Oh, you know that British Airways Concord piece that my husband's just spent a thousand pounds on? We don't want it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, Mike, you're in bed. What's what's going yeah, on? Yeah. Um, my <laughs> weekend was not as exciting as Hannah's. I'm currently bedridden because I've injured my knee. Get a tiny, oh, tiny little violin out. No, it is quite sad. It's like when it's, it's so annoying. Like, it sounds really stupid because obviously everybody knows this. When you can't use your body correctly, it's oh. ever so frustrating. Podcast <laughs> you took a, a bit... turn there, didn't it, Joe? <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> Where are we going with that? <laughs> I'm afraid it's not working. <laughs> um, but like, it's just, it makes you feel a bit vulnerable, doesn't it? You get on the tube and people bump into you and you're like, oh, watch out because you've got your bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's ever so hard. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, Mrs. Springer in Inbetweeners just ambling towards the door and then someone's going to come and knock me over. I just feel, yeah, I just feel so, oh, yeah, so fragile, but I'll be all right. I've done it as I've done like my knee ligament. So like it just does get bad every now and then, um, but I don't want the surgery. She hurt you playing football. Yeah. Yeah. This was like a few years ago, um, but I don't want to get the surgery because it puts you out of action for like six months. You, you literally can't like yeah. walk or drive or do anything for the first like month. And then you have to do physio for like a few months. Like, can't be asked for that. I'll take a That's bit. That's intense, isn't I'll it? I'll take a bit of pain every but now and the then. Only, but the only thing is, when you're 50 and your ligaments are absolutely knackered and you can't walk properly, yeah. you might wish you. Then had I it. hope I'll have a bionic leg by then. Yeah, well, yeah. hopefully yeah, why not? technology is advanced. <laughs> Whose leg though? I oh, know it's not that's a robot leg. It doesn't mean you get. No, I don't like, just a leg get someone's leg, cut someone's leg off, and take. You say both. Yeah, I don't know how much it will cost. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably a bit more than I want to spend <laughs> whose leg would I have that's a good question probably um Jordan Shakiri. but I would be <laughs> what because it's really I would be what? very lopsided I think he's just a bit shorter than me but it is huge so I'd have a lot of power in there and also he's, he's left foot imagine having his left foot be mad would you not have like David Beckham's right foot so you could just uh, take, I mean, so you could just take a killer, like if there's a Coke can in the street, you could just curl it into a bin from 40 yards. Oh yeah. And also it's my right leg and Jean de Kiri's <laughs> left footed. So I'd have two left left legs. Oh God. You'd, you'd like have Frank one broken stuff. right leg and Jean de Shakiri's left leg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Imagine I'd just be walking in circles because my feet would be facing the same way. I wouldn't be able to go anywhere. <laughs> right. Very excitingly, we've got a brand new sponsor. So here's to all the proper football fans out there. This is FanHive, a great new way to influence your teams and players and be in the running for a cash prize. With FanHive, you can test your sporting knowledge by entering the competition of your choice from as little as £1. Be sure to watch the match and vote for the player of the match, regardless of if your team wins or not, and rate your team's performance. Display your knowledge of the beautiful game. Answer the questions correctly, select the player of the match, and you'll be in the draw for a cash prize and to earn honey points. Make sure you go to fanhive.co.uk for competition details. Fanhive.co.uk. That's where the action is. And also make sure you look out for Fanhive on Facebook. Right, well, no Premier League fixtures this weekend, um, but it is time for table time with Hannah Reeves. Yeah, Hannah, you doing it this week? <laughs> no, because uh, my laptop, oh, I've got you guys on my laptop. <laughs> bloody hell. Oh, what, do you, not, you don't have the ability to open other windows on your laptop? No, I don't want to do that in case I... 
change the settings or anything. You do it, oh, Joe. Okay, cool. No, thank you. Thanks for thinking of the podcast. <laughs> Cheers, Hannah. <laughs> um, right, well, obviously no Premier League fixtures. So still top are Arsenal, second Man City, third Spurs and Brighton fourth. How long are they going to last there with obviously no more Graham Potter? Manchester United and Chelsea, fifth and sixth. Liverpool, seventh. Down in eighth, Brentford. Then you've got Leeds, Fulham, Newcastle, Southampton, Bournemouth, Wolves, Crystal Palace, Everton, Aston Villa. And in the relegation zone, West Ham, Nottingham Forest and still rock bottom of the Premier League. Of course, Leicester City. That's table time with Hannah East. Thanks, Hannah. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> so... It is, it's a bit of a weird one, this. So it might have to come from your personal life, but it's time for things that make you go. Oh. Hold on, we actually haven't talked about your weekend, Joe. By the way, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> before he's... you start giving it your grunts down the yeah. microphone, what well, you well, haven't talked thing, about yeah, your weekend. How was it? I'm in a real glass case of emotion at the moment. <laughs> there's nothing. There's Why? nothing that made me go because oh. I basically. I've had three big weekends on the trot. I went to two weddings and then I went to a stag do this weekend and I'm 34 years old. And Mike, have you been on any stags yet? I've actually not. No, I've, there was, there was one I was meant to go to, but I didn't cause I had COVID, but no. So explain. You'll enjoy the first couple, <laughs> but like the thing is it, it's a bit relentless and also <laughs> It's one of those things where it's like the social contract is everybody is like, oh, I'm looking forward to this, but everybody's terrified (laughs) because you literally start drinking. You get to the airport at 8am on a Friday and you start drinking and that doesn't really stop until 48 hours later. Apart from when you're asleep, that's the only time that you're not drinking and it's just so full on. So it's great fun and you get to be really silly with your mates, but you feel so dreadfully ill for about a week after literally i got back on monday night where did you go uh lisbon oh right cool and which is a lovely city not that we enjoyed any of its culture (laughs) um and yeah i'm still just really sweaty and anxious and like I was on a Zoom call this morning and I was like asked to introduce myself. And, I was like, <laughs> and like I'm muted. I'm Joe, I'm a presenter. I'm very much looking forward to being part of the project. Thanks for having me. And then went straight back on mute. <laughs> and then like I was drinking like my glass of like water with rehydration liquid on screen. The spittle bit down my chin. Because uh. <laughs> I was all shaky. So I was like, <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Oh, mate, you're just, oh, you yeah. just can't hack it anymore then. Is that what it is? Yeah, mate, honestly, like just once once you get on a few, it's like the golden rules of the stag, I think, are there is no need for three days. And I Andy's was like nine days. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, is insane. in fucking Las Vegas. Yeah. I went to Blackpool for two nights, dickhead. <laughs> two nights is perfect. Because night one, you bang up for it, obviously you're not hungover. Night two, you get up and you're like, ah, sorry, it's Saturday. I can still go again. Yeah. But then night three, you wake up and you're like, oh, I want to go home now and have a cuddle. But and then it's like someone puts a pint in front of you and you're like, feel sick yeah <laughs> so and it's they're so expensive aren't they yeah when I'm you're so paying poor. for you have to commit to the three nights pretty much yeah, everywhere now, don't you what um what did andy do um did, have you got any details of his stag trip hannah i mean i don't know what he did but yeah he came home and he had for his breakfast the first day he had two desperados and a bowl of cornflakes and he was shaking and i was like <laughs> just to wean him <laughs> off okay um, but he was going to loads of pool parties. There's like eight lads that went and some of them were like ex-professional rugby players. So they just like, oh, heavy. they go out and punch their d- on tables and stuff like that. It's just... Ugh. When Andy comes back from a stag do, like what are your, 
expectations of him? Like, is there like a little grace period where you go, I'm going to give you two or three days where I don't really expect any decent conversation because <laughs> you're a shadow of a man? Or is it like, right, you've gone and you've had fun, but you've got to get straight back into it, lad? No, it's, um, I like to know, like, I usually would pick him up from the airport or wherever he's been. Um, and Andy's he's like, not been quite, to the airport. Quite. It's <laughs> <laughs> stags at Terminal 2. <laughs> Loot an airport for three nights. <laughs> um, but I usually would pick him up, but Andy's like slow and steady with his drinking. So he wouldn't get there and just get smashed and do shots but he'd be having a gin and tonic or a beer on the plane on the way back when everyone else is dying um and as long as he tells me like the funny stories yeah not high <laughs> expectations <laughs> i'm a bit of a but it's, it's no but no, but that's good because like like i remember my, one of my mates getting back from a stag do and we were on the plane back and he was like oh my wife's just messaged me she's just said um I'll pick you up from the airport and then we're taking the kids to the petting zoo. Oh, oh God. And he was oh, like, no. but she must have just booked that. She <laughs> must like, It's like, here's the punishment for you being away for a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to go and feed some pigs while you're sweating <sighs> rough, groaning. Yeah, because having kids is a completely different ball game because it's like the mum's had to look after the kids and she's probably worked all week and then she's had yeah. to get them from school on Friday and she's been on her own until Sunday evening. And uh, yeah, if the guy hasn't messaged them or hasn't bothered to keep in touch at all, it's like, let's let's go to a petting zoo. Let me pick Punishment. you up and we'll go to a petting zoo. Yeah. And I'll go and get my nails done. Yeah. You can stay and look, feed the goats. Yeah. No, I'm just really, and this is ridiculous. I'm really looking forward to a couple of weekends in a row where no one is going to make me drink. <laughs> I thought you said like, it's your girlfriend's birthday this weekend. Yeah, but I, she is like... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can go for like shandies or non-alcoholic lagers, whatever. She's not going to be like, it. <laughs> Although she might be because she's from Donny. So that, that might be exactly what happens. Right, but no football, as I said this week, yeah. but it's time for things that make you go, oh, Hannah, can I... Can I have some desperados on my corny warny <laughs> flakes, please, Hannah? What is oh. it? Ugh. <laughs> oh, oh He's not Andy Hungy. <laughs> just, just give me a thumbs up. <laughs> okay, right. He's, I think he's finished. I'm safe. <laughs> oh, is, sound. No. is your leg sore? Shall I kiss it better, Mr. Mike? Oh, is your God, little kiss you on the leggy leg? I'm glad um, you did. Hannah, what's made you go mm, this week? So I'm going to keep it football related because Zlatan Ibrahimovic has basically said, because he's, he's just had a, an operation, hasn't he, in, in May time. Um, and he's basically said that he's not ready to retire until somebody is that's playing football is stronger than he is. And he's like, it's 41 years old. I'm like, what a ledge. Is he? Like, I just love him. I think he's amazing. Yeah. I'm Does sure he mean physically stronger or better at football? Month. Well, he's just said um, he'll retire from professional football when a player is stronger than than him emerges. It's like, what a legend. He'll just keep playing football forever, won't he? I love it. I would love to have that kind of unbridled self-confidence. Yeah. Like, not that thing where you walk into a room or you say an idea and then it's silent for half a second. You're like, oh, it's a terrible idea. You're right. Yeah. I'll never speak again. I'm sorry. Yeah, just something but, like that. Just, you know, <laughs> not quite that, but yeah. Love but he's he is one of like the great arrogant egomaniacs of football, yeah. and yeah, I respect that. Yeah, that made uh, me go mm, this week because I just thought you don't often hear of a player um, saying that kind of stuff, and he's just so filled with self confidence and stuff. And yeah, forty one next month, I think he is. Um, but yeah, what a ledge! I love him. That made me go. Mm. And Mike, what's made you go mm, this week? Um, mine was Alexandra Lacazette 
uh, because he did a post-match interview, oh, interview. <laughs> and, he, and he lost his voice. So I'm just going to play it, Joe. You might have to dub this over or something. Um, but yeah, yeah he, he lost his voice and he started a post-match and this is what his voice sounded like. So this is the interview. That's what he sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> so what I didn't understand because I do feel a certain level of sympathy for him because obviously as a man who's had throat oh yeah yeah like yeah. <laughs> I've suffered I've suffered like that but it was really funny <laughs> but did he lose his voice during the match or did he already have a poorly throat I don't know I feel like it must be an ongoing thing I, I don't know but I'm just guessing because you know you don't just sort of you know shout in a match and your voice just go but like, even when your voice does go does do you turn into Mickey Mouse I don't know <laughs> like yeah like you'll you have voice breaks but his is just completely gone like he's just literally turned to, into joe pasquale or some other oh it's mad <laughs> but also if you were him and you're like i want to do the post match interview do you not think that the like the manager would be like maybe yeah. next week Alex? yeah like, I, don't, I don't think it's your week lad. <laughs> keep those thoughts for next week <laughs> um the thing that's really got my juices flowing this week was uh, in the Champions League. Actually, Mohamed Kudus's goal against Tottenham. Oh, yeah. Against Tottenham? Did we... Um, against Tottenham? Against Liverpool. Against Liverpool, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, in, there's nothing well, better than a... I missed that match. <laughs> there's nothing better than a Yaboa. Just a little turn in off the bar. Um, I really like him, Mike. He's, he looks absolutely sick. Yeah, he's really good. He's really good. And he... Um, can't remember who he, who he played in. It's his first game of the season. I think, was it against Barcelona, maybe? Uh, but I just remember him being unbelievable. And I think he's playing out of position as well. He's a midfielder that's like been forced to play up front and he's been sensational. What a player. Ajax are just mad. But apparently he's really upset. He's really upset that he's been made to play up front. Yeah. Because he sees himself as a midfielder, but unfortunately he keeps scoring loads of goals. Yeah. So they keep leaving him up front yeah. and he's devastated about it. So Ajax are just like how they regenerate their squad every year. And, you know, they lose their best players. They sold Anthony... Um, and it doesn't really look to have affected them that much. Sold uh, Frankie de Jong a few years ago, sold Matthias de Ligt, and they're still so strong. Like They still gave Liverpool a really good game. Their academy is just so well run. It's crazy. Did did you see the um, the tweet that uh, I, I replied to a Manchester United fan? Because the United fan tweeted the uh, club account and was like, how have you done this? We've taken your manager. How have you like regenerated and you're still one of the best teams in Europe? And they just replied... It's called philosophy. <laughs> really? Don't, know, don't have any. Uh, oh, <laughs> he was looking down when you did that. I know. <laughs> um, Hannah, I've got a question for you though. I made a note of this last week. Oh, fuck's sake! <laughs> Do you want to tell us about your gardening and your gardening friends? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> I, so I don't know what's happening to me, but I've moved house and um, I've got like a an orchard at the bottom of the garden. And um, I've, I've started to get really green fingered, um, like no fingers, <laughs> not green fingered. That's not the correct. <laughs> Hannah's gardening tutor is the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, the Jolly Green Giant. <laughs> Having meetings with the Hulk. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> 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 Hannah East can't talk. She 
It's completely gone. You said it with so much confidence as well. <laughs> Green fingered. <laughs> the Grinch. <laughs> Imagine Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh my god! Literally, how in my eyeballs are streaming. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean. So a, a little old lady's been helping you get green fingered. That's right, isn't it? That's what's been happening. Her and her husband, actually. <laughs> <laughs> He's called David. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what I mean is, oh my god, <laughs> literally howling. Um, so. What's the term? Oh, yeah, so I've really enjoyed really enjoyed gardening, and that's why. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but she's teaching you, this lady. Her and David are teaching you. <laughs> teaching me a few tricks. <laughs> How did you meet David and his wife? So, on an app. Good <laughs> 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 talk about something else because I literally can't stop <laughs> Um, said that right, totally well, wrong. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think that's, that's plenty there, isn't it? Um, I just want to give a little shout out to, as well to somebody um, who's been in touch on Instagram saying they like the show. Um, hello to Morgan, Kel Manjaro on Insta. Oh, hello. He likes the show and he's an Arsenal fan, Mike, so you'd be oh. friends. Yes, um, should we talk about Graham Potter, Mike? Let's do it, yeah. Let's talk about little old Graham. Did you see the newspaper headline today? Well, you did, because I sent it to the group, saying that he's never been to a Champions League game before. So managing Chelsea's Champions League match is the first time he's been to a match in the Champions League. How is that possible for a professional football manager? To know, did he support did he support Spurs like in the in the two thousands or something? <laughs> Zing. <laughs> but 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 don't you go and do your research, or just you get free tickets? Surely, I mean, would that fill you with confidence as a Chelsea fan? Yeah, I mean, like I guess he was managing Ostersons um, and Swansea, and so I guess you wouldn't really be scouting in the Champions League department, would you? You'd probably be going, you know, Europa League or or lower if there is lower. But yeah, no, <laughs> I, no, I know what you mean. It is a surprise. You'd think he'd even go as a as a spectator to watch. Champions League match because I can imagine Graham Potter can get access to tickets quite easily, uh, but no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't worry me. No, I don't think so. Maybe he's just watched them all on TV. Yeah, that's what he means. It's been misinterpreted. Well, I I prefer to watch the football on TV. <laughs> My time of life, to be honest, you get a better view. It's warm and you can do it in your pants. So <laughs> while you, you moisturise yourself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't actually done that. Anyway, that's something else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Well, I trimmed my pubes the other day and I haven't. I need to moisturise the little corporal. Um, anyway, so Hannah, do you think Graham Potter's going to do a good job at Chelsea? Well, what's the um, what's the clause and the for for him moving across to Chelsea? <laughs> 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 what is the for him going to Chelsea now? What's the financial implications? I think it's about twenty million contract- pounds. Yeah, they've given him a £20 million contract, which given that this is a guy who was, as Mike says, managing in Sweden a few years ago, probably like on a six-figure salary, but not a lot no, more. I think Chelsea uh, kind had of... to pay £20 million compensation to Brighton as well. Yeah. I don't know what his contract is. I mean, that's a, it's a lot, yeah. That's a huge amount of money to spend on somebody who kind of isn't proven with massive, massive clubs. I mean, that being said... I think he's a great manager and I think he could do really well. But like, Mike, do you think he'll get the time? Well, 
for me, it's really strange because you know they they had great success with with Thomas Tuchel. I think he acted really really well um, during the whole uh, crisis that that was going on at the club with uh, with Roman Abramovich and the sanctions. I think he carried himself really well. He came across, um, you know, honestly. Uh, he was forthright and he gave as much opinion as he as he really could on the situation. And then to sort of go into the summer window with the new ownership, don't have a director of football, so Tuchel's basically playing that role as, as well as coaching. And, you know, I, from what I've gathered and what I think is my opinion, but he had was involved in transfers. Um, so to give the sort of manager that sort of, um, you know, power to, to pick the squad that he likes and then to sack him five games into the season seems a bit strange to me. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really in two minds. But as a coach, Graham Potter, I think that's actually a, a sensible sensible acquisition because I think he is is a long-term project manager I think he will get you know Chelsea playing well he has played a similar system to to the squad that that Chelsea have um in terms of their squad is suited for a three or five at the back so I think he's got he's, he's probably one of the best English coaches around so I think he is a good fit the question is whether um the new ownership will sort of continue down the line of Roman Abramovich is thinking of you know uh higher fire managers or whether he's going to give him a bit of time and you know you can't employ Potter and expect him to bring success straight away in it needs to be you invest in him um and it takes time so it's going to be an interesting one to see how it plays out but I do think Chelsea will improve it's just so early so early on in the season isn't it for a sacking yeah. we were all like what when when we read that he'd been sacked we're like it's Jesus crazy. that's a bit brutal isn't it a bit harsh so it's a Apparently, what it's not results based yet. It's to do with kind of his dealings with players and stuff behind the scenes. So one of the things that Thomas Tuchel apparently did over the summer was um, he arranged two player meetings. One with the players that he thought he could rely on and wanted to remain at the club and fight for their place at the club and make the club do well. And another group of players who he it, it was he basically his perception was that they were wanting to leave and didn't want to be at the club anymore, be a part of the club. So kind of immediately created this kind of dressing room division by doing that. And then on the first day of the season proceeded to drop a few of the players who he thought wanted to stay and pick a few of the players who he'd said he thought wanted to leave. So I think it's just, it's a bit similar to kind of what happened to him at PSG and some of the stories at Dortmund. He's maybe not the easiest guy to get on with behind the scenes. Maybe he's kind of personability and his man management skills aren't the best that being said he's still a world-class manager he won you the champions league after inheriting a pretty shambolic team from frank lampard i mean i suppose the thing that that kind of not like it just makes me feel a little bit glum about football is it's just a shame not to see graham see how far graham potter can take that brighton team just because they look so good under him at the start of this season and so fun um, but that being said, he's probably like that Brighton team needed a season or so to get going and to kind of inherit his philosophy. Um, how do you think like that even if Graham, I was about to say Graham Norton. <laughs> it's Graham. Oh, hello there. What are we going to do today in training? Is, uh, <laughs> the ball. You're playing up front, you're playing on the wing and you're playing left back in the dressing room. Only joking, you're my favourite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but yeah, like Hannah, do you think that even if he gets canned by Chelsea after a couple of months, say his reputation is untarnished because everybody knows that Chelsea are mental and fire managers 
whether they deserve it or not. I mean, they fired Carlo Ancelotti, didn't they? After he'd he'd won the he won the league in the cup, yeah, did he? And they fired him after that. I mean, it's pretty much a win win for him because he could get fired, get a massive payoff, and still have his reputation intact. Yeah, but it's um, I'm, I'm sure Brighton fans would feel slightly different about it. Um, they'd probably be quite frustrated about it and think, well, that serves you right if he did get sacked. But it's it's just so bizarre that a, a club would think, oh, well, if they don't do very, you know, if they, we don't get the performances in four or five months, you pay these millions of pounds of all these claws. Um, and then all of a sudden you just get rid of them and get somebody else. And it's like you're talking mega books here. And mm. I, I was quite surprised that he's been appointed. I can see what he's done with Brighton. I mean, he's as a manager, he's, he's amazing, um, Potter. But I'm just, I was quite surprised that he's gone to Chelsea. I was quite surprised that they'd made the decision to to bring him in. But it just gets a bit boring when you think that managers aren't safe and they're just going to like switch Premier League teams. It, it kind of, it takes away a bit of the excitement because the excitement is looking at who they're going to buy um, in the transfer window for the next like couple of seasons and and put their, their team together that they want to create. It's, um, it's a bit frustrating when they inherit an old team um, from another manager and they don't get the chance to to buy in new players and have at least a season. Um, but I find that a bit frustrating, if I'm honest. It's just a bit tiresome for the fans as well, isn't it? Yeah. Because you get used to a certain style of play and start to see kind of ideas come across. And then it's like, right, we'll start again. And there's going to be three or four people in the first team that perhaps he's not going to want. Yeah. And I think it just becomes a bit of a drag. I mean, Mike, I find it quite interesting that it's the first time in a while that a bit of a left field candidate has gone to a massive, massive club in England and not your kind of Conte, Ancelotti, Tuchel kind of those mega managers so it's kind of interesting it opens up an opportunity for someone from significantly further below in terms of kind of profile yeah I mean I guess maybe they've looked at what Arteta's doing at Arsenal and thought oh yeah <laughs> no but that's what they've done they've been what they've been watching all or nothing yeah. and they're like that's what we want no but I'm, I mean <laughs> in terms of appointing a young manager who has who still has a lot to prove um and has you know Graham Potter and Mikel Arteta, well, Mikel Arteta worked with Pep Guardiola, um, but Graham Potter obviously has a, a bit more of a coaching repertoire that you can look back on. Um, but yeah, I think it all just depends on, on what Chelsea want. Like they can't, this is not a short-term signing. Um, this has got to be one that they give two, three years in, in order yeah. to see a return. But you just know that with Chelsea, with the way that they've been run, if he fails to get top four, I think there there will be that pressure already because of how much they've spent, yeah. because of the, the the size of the club, um, and yeah. So, I, so, if anything, I mean, my initial reaction when I heard this is I was quite surprised that Potter would want to leave Brighton after all of the work he's done. Uh, I thought he, you know, someone said to me, "Oh, well, what more could he have done?" I think he could have taken them into Europe, to be honest. Be, yeah, you know, Conference League seventh place something like that, maybe a bit of a run in an FA Cup. And I think that would represent huge success for that club, given the yeah. hardship they've they've been through, um, you know, the amount of managers they've been through. And, and, you know, Potter did it really without a lot of investment. And there was, he's not really had a centre forward for, you know, a good centre forward for the majority of his time there. Um, I think Danny... Well, he's going to be happy at Chelsea then, isn't he? Is that, yeah, well, that, that's what I was actually thinking. <laughs> I think if, if anyone um, can go and, you know, make them work without a centre forward, I think it's, it's Graham Potter. Um, and look for him, it's a huge opportunity. And maybe when when you know you get that call, it's hard to say no um, for a manager like that who's sort of on the cusp of you know enhancing his reputation to 
to a really, really high standard. So I don't blame him. I'm just not sure how it's going to work out. And my biggest question really, and if I was a Chelsea fan, I'd just be worried about about what exactly it is the direction that the club want to go in. Because if that's not mm. too cool, um, you know, with a world-class manager and backing him with a with loads of money and loads of players, the players that he wanted, I, d- I don't really know where, they, where they're going from here. I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And it's looking at, do they actually know themselves? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, higher decision-making is questionable at the moment, yeah. I think. Right, so our sponsors, Fan Hive, have got a few competitions running this week. Make sure you get involved if you want to stick a quid in and have your chance to win 250 quid just by voting for your player of the match. So voting for player of the match for Villa versus Saints opens at quarter to 10 on Friday the 16th of September. For Spurs versus Leicester, it's quarter past seven, Saturday the 17th of September. And for West Ham versus Everton, it's four o'clock on the 18th of September. Remember, each competition only runs for two hours, 15 minutes. So make sure you get your vote in quickly. And remember, you can enter now for just one pound, vote for the player of the match after the match, and you stand a chance of winning 250 quid. Sponsored by Fanhive, plus a percentage of entry proceeds. All you need to do to get involved is go to the competition section of their website. Check them out on Facebook as well and enjoy the match. Todd Bowley has said he wants a North versus South all-star match. Um, I, I, I don't dislike this idea. <laughs> Do you not think it'd be quite fun? Mike's, Mike's <laughs> absolutely livid. Uh, it's, just, it's just bizarre. I mean, why? I mean, firstly, will players want to even play in that sort of match? Because, you know, it's going to be... Under Harry Kane and Gabriel Jesus up front, you know, after a North London derby, you say to them, "All right, lads, well, you've just been tearing each other to shreds on the pitch for ninety minutes, but now you've got to play together in some exhibition match and yeah. wherever it may be, because it probably won't be in England, will it?" I mean, it's this sort of idea of of like sanitizing the game to the point where mm. um, you don't find a connection with it anymore. Like, it's this whole. I'm not saying it's like the Super League, but. It's a similar idea to that. You want to you want to globalize the game. Uh, you want to you want to basically cut off like the smaller teams because you know th- there's going to be no teams outside of the big six really that have like a lot of players in that you know North versus South team. Is it? It's going to be Man City and Liverpool, and maybe one Man United mm. player for North, and then Arsenal, Spurs, and Chelsea. So that's already marginalizing the the smaller teams, um, and I just mm. don't think it really fits in with with the culture of what English football is all about. Like you don't go there to to cheer on a team of all stars. You go there because you absolutely love your yeah. club. You want you want to cheer them on. You're devoted to them, and no, no matter where they are, whether they're at the top of the table, or bottom of the table. And I just feel like it's taken away from it a bit. Like we don't need to do this. I know he was saying that it's to help the football pyramid, um, you know, financially. But there's other ways you can do that. So yeah, I'm not a fan. Well, now Mike said that. I don't think I'm a fan either. <laughs> <laughs> I know when you, you said it, I was like, yeah, it's actually really idea so (laughs) first joe's like i think he'll be really fun i don't i don't don't understand it i don't strange yeah you're right because there's nothing in it for the fans because you're watching people from clubs that you either don't care about or you potentially hate playing alongside and it's not yeah it's not like it's it's for england so we're kind of all behind the same thing and yeah you're right it's kind of blatant commodification of football because you're right it's probably going to put it in the middle east or in the states or something and try and sell it to that audience out there to make more money so no mike's right yeah, yeah okay it's a shit idea yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah sorry i'm sorry i said it <laughs> <laughs> um right of course nothing, no movement in the fantasy league this week or in should i say let me see your fantasy 
team. <laughs> um, but what I thought we could do is look at the Premier League fixtures and see who you're going to be putting in this weekend. So this is subject, obviously, to the fixtures going ahead. Um, but on Friday night, you've got Villa hosting Southampton, Forest playing Fulham. Saturday, it's Wolves City, Newcastle, Bournemouth and Spurs, Leicester. Uh, Brentford Arsenal on the Sunday alongside Everton, West Ham. Um, Hannah, obviously, you said you don't look at... Do you look at your Premier League team, your fantasy team on a Friday, you said? No, I usually look on a Thursday, but there's no um, United fixture. Not, I don't have any United players in my... Uh, in my fantasy team anyway. Yeah, um, I don't. But yeah, no, because uh, we're going to go to that game on Sunday. But uh, yeah, obviously it's not on. So I'm just having a look at the fixture. I would look on a Thursday probably. Um, mm. When would you do yours, Mike? Uh, Friday normally because like all the injury yeah. news and stuff comes out then. Um, but yeah. I've I've played my wild card this week actually. Um, because I, I wanted to do it next week over the international break, but... I'm on holiday, so I don't really want to be, you know, the Eiffel Tower doing my bloody fantasy football. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so someone's going abroad. Oh. <laughs> Good reception, though, isn't it? Because it's high up. <laughs> no, because you're closer to the satellite. That's yeah. why when you can't get reception, you hold your phone up. Is that right? I don't know. Is that how it works? <laughs> no. Well, no, because then tall people would get better phone reception. Yeah. My brother's and like that's six not true. foot four. He'd like be buzzing about that. Um, you can always hear him clear as a bell. Are you, why are you going to the Eiffel Tower? Are you going to propose to your girlfriend? No, I've had about a hundred people ask me that and the answer is no. Yeah, because it's such a, it's such an iconic place to do it. Why are you not going to propose to her? Is she upset about this? <laughs> no, I think she's happy to be honest. <laughs> I think we're both happy to be, to be not single. I was going to say single for a while. I mean, uh, not married for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Took another turn. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So you, you've played your wild card then, yeah. Ahead of, and have you looked at the next like two or three fixtures? Is that how you do it as well? Yeah, it's a bit annoying because I was planning all this, and then actually, um, a few weeks down the line, the Man City Arsenal game's been postponed because Arsenal's game against PSV um, was called off oh. uh, this week for this week, so they've rearranged that Shit, uh, yeah. for when we're playing City, and we're going to play PSV a day later. So yeah, it's kind of it's been a bit of a it's been a bit difficult, isn't it, with all the rearrangements and stuff. It reminds me of it last season with all the COVID interruption and stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, I've gone. Um, I'm not going to reveal my team, but um, there is quite. I've got rid of all my Liverpool players uh, because yeah. I just really. Yeah, I mean they're not playing this weekend, and then there's the international break. So, and I'm just not rating them. I, I know they did win in the Champions League midweek, but. I look at Liverpool and I don't see a team that's fully functioning right now. They've also got Andy Robertson yeah. out injured as well. I just don't fancy them at the moment. Yeah, I, Salah's coming out of my team. <clears throat> for a show well, up. yeah, I'm just I'm just going to copy Mike. <laughs> just get, <laughs> get rid of all the Liverpool players. Yeah. yeah. But what is the wild card again? That means you get unlimited transfers. Yeah, unlimited <laughs> transfers for a game week. So you can... Just one week. Yeah, just one week. You can make as many changes as you want. So say like if... I don't know, I put De Bruyne in and say if De Bruyne gets injured when Man City play on Wednesday um, or when Man City played on Wednesday, uh, then <laughs> uh, then obviously I'd, I'll be able to take him out before, before the deadline on Friday, which is Friday 6.30. So make sure you do your teams before then. Oh, nice plug there. Oh, yeah. love that. Um, right, okay, so this isn't to do any, anything to do with football, but a woman has been speaking out about her unusual sex life. And she said her boyfriend gets up to 100 erections a day. Really? And it's tiring her out. Vicky Brown, 31, says her partner's erections are so frequent they can happen at any time, such as <laughs> in a shot. 
<laughs> or going for a coffee. Um, he went to the doctor about it, but was told it was not a medical issue. Mike, Mike, would you want a hundred erections a day? No, absolutely not. It just reminds me of. Um, I keep going back to in between us today, but um, I think is it Simon? He's he's watching TV or something, and I think someone says to him, "Oh, just just pop a pillow over it." You know, just just hide it, just get rid of it, <laughs> or like tuck it into your waistband, kind of thing. This the thing is, like, it's a lot easier um, for for girls to be turned on in public and hide it, obviously, than it is for guys. It's a nightmare for guys, like a little snail trail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine though how how embarrassing that must be. Like, I'm laughing because I'm like, oh, got a boner a hundred times a day, and the girlfriend that's like, she's exhausted from it. It's like, well, just keep away from him then. Don't go near him. <laughs> Just I think it just sort of happens home. to him anyway. Yeah, is yeah, it just but, no um, matter who, you know, is it? does it literally not matter? Could it be, you know, a supermodel or could it be his... Imagine if she was really possessive and she's like, oh, you fancy her, do you? Like, no, I don't fancy her. Well, why, why have you got a burner? Because <laughs> also it doesn't make sense because, you know, like... like <laughs> in a coffee shop. <laughs> but you have that one in the morning. <laughs> Sorry. But you get your, your morning <laughs> and then like, it doesn't really... And that's not because you're turned on. It's just like, that's just the way your body reacts to waking up, I think. But then you have to do that that really silly walk to the bathroom (laughs) and it's like pinging up and down and then you can't go for a wee properly. You have to like wait. You've got to stand like 10 metres back from the toilet. Because when it comes out, it'd be like, like literally someone's just like popped a water balloon. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Bridget. <laughs> oh my god, it sounds awful being a guy. And how do you control it? I know you just took it into your waistband, but then down boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> With your mind. Oh yeah, there's gosh, no that must be so intense. Yeah, you just have to think of something that really, you know, turns you off, I guess. Yeah, I try to think of something that's really sad. I don't want to bring the tone down. <laughs> but then like think of something sad that's happened in my life or that I've seen, and then it's like your Willie will be like, oh, yeah, you're right. This is the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that's that's awful, that poor guy. It must be a medical condition for it to be pinging up and down like a yo-yo. I just think it would quite hurt as well because, like, I've I've been known on, from time to time to take a little booster. Viagra? And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How often like, do you do that? Like a couple of times in my life. <laughs> Look, it's not it's not a big part of my life. It's not like with my cornflakes in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, ding. Um, but like, it's also, it then quite hurts because it's sort of, once you've deployed it, deployed it, it then won't go away. So you've just got quite a sore, really? swollen appendage. Yeah. Oh, God. Poor Joe. I had Viagra so- once. But it was just like this guy, this guy in a bar was like, have you ever had Viagra before? But it was like a guy I worked with and he was like, here, have a Viagra tablet. And me and a few other girls were like, oh, okay. And I just went really hot and sweaty. Yeah, I was going yeah, to say, you- what, does, what does it do for girls? Because there's nothing to get hard. <laughs> do you get a fucking wide on? Take that out. Um, yeah. no, it's I like just- a volcano about to go off. It starts to glow. <laughs> Like, like a ring light in the room. Um, yeah. yeah, it just, I just went really red and sweaty. <laughs> that was it. It was really bizarre. Nothing happened. I don't know what people were expecting. If girl, girls were going to get an erection, be like, it should be like Niagara Falls so, or something. I don't know. <laughs> Viagra Falls. There you go. <laughs> oh, um, right. So, so there you go. So there you go, kids. Don't take Viagra. 
Uh, <laughs> that's Hannah's advice. Um, right, should we leave it there? Okay, we will. Um, right, don't forget to check out all our premium content on anotherslice.com forward slash Rosehead Football, Rosehead Pod on um, all the socials, Rosehead Footy Podcast at gmail.com, I believe, if you want to email. Um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Should be a more normal episode next week. We've actually got some, <laughs> We've actually got some football to talk about. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much, Hannah. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Cheers. See you next time. Green fingered. Bye. Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.